You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Manchester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. And I was, I was at the great CRC church in South Africa and, uh, and, and that, that praise that was there, the only other place I know that feels like that is Planet Shaker and our church in Los Angeles. But I heard there's a place in Manchester. That's what I heard. Audacious Manchester, give God a shout of praise. Yes! Yes! Oh, God. Um, I'm just gonna, real quick, if the sound guys can give me a little more sound. Most guys don't need it, but I've been preaching quite a bit, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, get ready, get ready. I'm like T.D. Jakes, come on. I'm like a Mexican T.D. Jakes up here. Come on, somebody. Well, I bring greetings all the way from Los Angeles. Come on now, California. And uh, home of the Los Angeles Lakers. Say amen now. You don't even know. Okay, so there's a war over here, huh? Manchester City versus Manchester United. Is that the deal? So I'm starting to choose my team right now. Everyone's trying to pull me. So we're going to see how the Holy Spirit leads me. Come on, somebody. But my size is large. (laughs) But uh, I'm so honored to be here. I love your pastors dearly. Um, You've really, you know, the Bible says God gives gifts to men. And God blessed you with those gifts. How many thank God for your pastors, huh? They're such a blessing. Glenn and Sophia, we've known them maybe over 10 years now. It's part of our Planet Shaker family. And I was supposed to actually be with them in Asia, but uh, he, he, he got me here. Come on now. He said, no, you're going to my church, man. I said, okay, whatever you say. No, it's an honor, really. And I brought a guest with me, Pastor Benny, and uh, he's one of our team, a part of our team members, so thank you for coming all the way over here, Benny. And um, Pastor Mark Foster, uh, thank you for hosting us today and your, your beautiful children. I gave your kids some money, so he's gonna probably wanna buy some candy, you know? How many know we got to take care of our pastor's kids? Come on, don't, we don't want to make them into something that, you know, we don't expect from our own kids. Come on. How many know kids are kids and we have to allow kids to be kids? Come on. Talk to me. we got to love our kids. So, well, I'm going to, I'm going to preach a little bit and then I'm going to, I felt in my heart, if you don't mind, I'm going to share a little bit of my story. It's kind of a crazy story. But it is my story that God did a miracle in my life. And I pray that it would strengthen you. I pray it would build your faith. I pray to encourage you. I pray today we had slapped the devil upside the head. Come on, somebody. Cast that spirit of fear out. Come on. And walk in the victory of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I thank you for this great church. I thank you for this great nation. I thank you for what you're raising up. I thank you that we've been through the fire and we went through the floods of COVID-19, but Lord, we decree and declare you're bringing us into a spacious place, a broad place, a wealthy place, 
a promised land. Father, I thank you. I believe I'm on divine assignment. Help me to say what you'd have me to say. And even what I have not planned on saying, you said in your word, you'd give me the words in that hour. So Holy Spirit, fill my mouth with your words. Lord, meet the needs of your people. Bless those watching online. Bless those campuses right now. Have your way today in Jesus' name. And all of God's sons and daughters, give him one more big audacious praise. Come on. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> you may be seated. How cool is your name, Audacious? How many believe this is an audacious church? And we're gonna, uh, we're gonna accomplish audacious things for God. I love that name. I said, man, that's a great name. I wish I would've came up with that name, but you know, God gave it to Pastor Glenn. So I'm gonna teach you from the subject. I had two messages I was kind of wrestling with, and I, I feel like I need to land here today. And I'm gonna teach you today from the subject, Lord, heal our land. Lord, heal our land. How many have some land that you need God to heal? Come on, physical land, family land, relational land, Manchester land. How many have some lands you would like God to heal in your life? Clap like you believe God has the power to heal our lands. And there's really three ways that God gives us in order to humble ourselves and if we do our part, then God says, I will always do my part. And it's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And the scripture says, if my people who are called by my name, how many have been called by the name of the Lord? Come on, somebody. My people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. God will always heal our land if we humble ourselves before the Almighty. Come on, clap like we're gonna have healing in our body, healing in our finance, healing in our family, healing in our city, healing in our nation. How many are believing God to heal our land? You can also define it as God restore our land. Take everything that we've lost, Lord, we ask you to bring it back. But how many know God is a good God? And when God restores, it never is the same way the enemy took it. Like when Job went through his struggle, by the time he came out of his struggle, God didn't just give him back what he lost, but God gave him twice as much back as what he lost. How many are believing that God is gonna double your life, double your business, double your joy, double your victory? Come on, clap like God's gonna break the stronghold of oppression and break the stronghold of depression. Restore our land. Some of you are gonna have, miracles are gonna happen in the next few minutes. Some of you are gonna, you've been dealing with mental health issues. You've been dealing with oppressive thoughts and the enemy has robbed the land of your mind. But today, God's gonna restore your mind. And some of you, something's gonna snap off some of your head and you're gonna feel like the peace you haven't felt in decades. The devil is a liar. Peace is your portion. Tranquility is your portion. That's your right and that's your inheritance. Come on, clap like God has the power to heal. Oh, oh God, I feel fire. Shout, yeah, heal our land. Heal our land, Lord. Three ways we humble ourselves. Number one, we have to pray. I call it intercessory prayer. 
That means God still needs somebody to stand in the gap in order to accomplish his plans on earth like it is in heaven. The only reason this church is here is because it's a praying church. But I believe God is about to expand your borders. I believe God is about to take you to another level. And the prayer that God is here, we have to continue to pray to take us to the next level. We don't start in the spirit and perfect in the flesh. How many know we birth in the spirit, we carry in the spirit, and we take it home, baby, all the way in the spirit. How many believe it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Intercessory prayer. You see, Ezra said it this way. I looked for a, someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. And so I would not have to destroy it. But this is a sad statement. God said, I found nobody. Nobody willing to pay the price in travail. Nobody willing to pay the price in prayer to get a breakthrough. How many know audacious we are a praying church? We are known as a praying people. And I want to come and encourage you and come alongside you to tell you, keep praying, keep pressing in, keep travailing, because God has heard your cry and God has released restoration in your land. Clap like God is a God that answers by fire. The scripture says, like on this law, the earnest, heartfelt prayer of the righteous man produces much power or makes great power available. Now, if we need anything, we need the power of God made available. When I think about intercessory prayer, I think about my own life and the power of a praying mother. Any praying mothers in the house? And many years ago, you know, I had a rough upbringing. Jeez, um, when I was just a little guy, about seven years old, my, my father went to a Vietnam War. He came back and he wasn't the same. He wasn't right. And uh, he basically just abandoned me and abandoned my, my, my mom and dad were already divorced and I'd go with my father on the weekend, but at that time he just abandoned me, seven years old. He just dropped me off one day with a bunch of presents in front of uh, my home and said, I'll see you next week for Christmas. And the next week I was out there with my little backpack waiting for my dad to come and my dad never showed up. I'm 40, 48, 48, wow, geez, come on somebody. I'm 48, I feel 37, come on now. Uh, I, I, I'm 48 and I haven't talked to my dad in, 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 in 41 years doesn't live far from me, but for whatever reason, he just didn't want anything to do with us. When that happened to me, something in me broke. I don't know if you've ever went through anything like that, but something happened to me. Something inside me broke. I turned to my stepfather to raise me, and he just abused me every day. He put me down. He was a racist, and he didn't like Mexicans, and he was like, you know, six feet, one white uh, who didn't like Mexicans, which was weird because my mom's Mexican. <laughs> He'd call me all these bad Mexican names. Come on, somebody. Whatever, I'm over it now. I'm not a racist. I love white people. <laughs> My wife's white. Come on, somebody. So, you know, <laughs> but sometimes the devil likes to put bondage on us. We have to lift that stuff off. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm going to go some, after something today. And so he, he raised me, and he abused me every single day of my life. And, by, by, because, and, you know, the physical abuse is one thing. Sexual abuse is horrible, but the mental one, that's one that really, that one really messed with my mind. And it crippled my thinking. It made me crazy, basically. So by the time I was, you know, a little kid, maybe 14 years old, all my friends are playing foot, footy and sport, and I'm being shipped off to prison because I was just, I lost it. And I got out of prison, and one thing led to another, and I ended up becoming fully demon-possessed. I became the second largest drug dealer in L.A., that area. I became, I ended up running with the 
terrible crowd. Ended up with a death sentence on my life in the Mexican mafia. This is my story. Don't judge me. I just, Pastor Glenn said I could be real. Come on, somebody. So I'm going to be real. That's okay? Come on. Let me be real. Come on, Europe. You don't want a fake preacher, right? This is real. This is my, this is where I come from. I'm, a, I'm not supposed to be here. Hmm. I'm not supposed to be here, but God is powerful. And when he has a people praying, anything can happen when people pray. Come on, clap like God answers prayer. And I, uh, my mom, at that time, she got saved. She started going to church. Thank God for a church that preaches faith, right? And it's funny because when a church preaches faith and God's going to take care and provide and heal, all the religious people are going to come out and talk bad about that church. Let them say whatever they want. Just continue to walk in your blessing. And eventually they're going to say, man, we, might, we better join that church because they're obviously doing something we're not. Can I say an amen? Don't listen to the haters. Haters going to hate. Come on. So anyway, I, uh, I, um, things are starting to get out of hand at that time. They, the Mexican mafia put a, what they call a green light on my life. That's a hit. So they started, it was like a war broke out in L.A. in the 90s. And I was right in the middle of it. And all my friends started getting killed. And I was next. And my mom didn't really know what I was doing. She knew I was doing bad, but she didn't know the level it was. And all of a sudden, all her, she got saved. She started going to church, and she heard the pastor say, if you have a problem, go to the word of God and find a promise. And then once you find that promise, pray that promise. And that promise will release the power for the miracle. How many know if you have a problem today, it's not, it's not too big for the promise of God? You get that promise and you pray that promise, and that promise has the power to break that problem. Clap like there's breakthrough in the prayer and the promises of God. So she began to pray that prayer, and all of a sudden, all, she, she began to build this team around her. And at this time, she remarried. She married a man of God. Come on, somebody. My, so look at it. My wife's white. My stepdad's, my stepdad, I don't call myself, he's white. So, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm like, I like whites. I have blacks in my family. Come on. I'm, and I'm a Mexican. Come on, somebody. So I love this way this church looks. Come on. This looks just like my church. All colorful. Amen, somebody. Come on. The kingdom of God is beautiful. And so they, they started praying in, in the morning for me. And at that time as they were praying, my, my mom's prayer team, they all called her at the last minute, and they said, we need to pray because the spirit of murder is trying to kill Jason. They had no idea what was happening, and all of them called her at the same time, and so they realized my life was in the balance right there, and they were right, because I think if they didn't pray the way they prayed, within that two-week period, I would have been dead, but how many know prayer pushes back death? Pray. Come on, I'm talking to somebody who's ready to take something back. See, the devil's not just going to give it back. you got to go in the spirit, and you have to take back what he stole. So, and this is powerful. Let me give you another little side testimony on the power of prayer. My mom and dad would get up at 5 a.m. every morning, and they'd pray. They started out standing on the word for me, and they'd pray, and they started out with one scripture. By the time I got saved, they had seven pages those yellow pages full of Bible scriptures, and they would go to my door. I had been up all night. I was on drugs, tweaking out, you know, whatever. Okay, I was up all night, and, and by the time they were going off to work, I was barely going to bed. And they would put their hands on my door, and when they would pray, I would see this. 
I would see like a smoke come under the door. And I knew, I knew, because the evil spirit in me knew. Some people don't believe in the supernatural. I'm like, I believed in demons and supernatural way before I was a Christian. I don't believe in that. I believed in that when I was a heathen. Because I used to pray to the demon to, for, to bless my drugs. Oh, now you're judging me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> What's going on here? All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Come on, Europe. Okay, so I'm... I would see that smoke come through the door, and I knew if that gets on me, it's going to weaken me. So I would just jump out the window. But what I think would happen is when I was sleeping, it would get on me because my heart started softening. And then and the next thing you know, one miracle after another, uh, I, get the, 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 I get raided at my, my, my mother's home because I had two houses, one for the drugs, one to rest, my mother's house. So that's where they went and found me, and they, and they raided the home. They took me, and they took me to jail, and they... I was looking at about 10 to 15 years on an embezzlement charge. And then while I was there, um, like 18 cop cars showed up two weeks later while I'm in jail looking for me in my mother's home. Mind you, she's in Bible college. She's confessing the word. Come on now. How many know sometimes, sometimes when we pray, it gets worse before it gets better? And there's actually a reason why, and I'll tell you why. And so right then, 18 cop cars showed up. A helicopter showed up above my mother's home. And that's what we call in LA a ghetto bird. That wasn't funny, but that's funny where we live. All right. So it comes, and then they have my mom on the floor, my dad, they're all, where's Jason? Where's Jason? He sold drugs to this undercover cop. I don't know what they're talking about. Come on now. So, so, so they, she's like, he's not here. He's already in jail. And they're, they got mad, obviously, because, you know, they thought I'd be there. But I was already in jail. They didn't find any drugs because God had done a miracle for me before that to get the drugs out. And the next thing you know, um, my mom grabs my dad on, on, the, on the floor like that. And she says, you know, the devil's a liar. All our children shall be taught by the Lord. And great will be the peace of our children. And in righteousness they shall be established. God has heard our cry. And we're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by what we feel. We're not moved by what it looks like. We are moved by what God has said. And we prayed the promises of God, and God's going to come through. Come on, clap like God's going to come through for you. Clap like God's going to come through for your family. Come on, clap like God's going to come through for your church. God's going to come through. And, we, and they prayed. And, and this is interesting because right before it got good, it got really bad. And I learned this, and this is something about you have to learn when it comes to prayer. The devil will convulse before he comes out. How many of you, I know in our church, we, we, we're in L.A., so we get a lot of people coming in from a lot of walks of life, and they got devils. Now, the, when we start praying for people in our church, they start screaming, ah, and I don't allow that. I'm like, you go scream somewhere else. Come on now. So what, I'll just say, put the music louder. Come on now. Don't get scared. It might happen here. Come on. There's a few of you here. Okay. All right. So, the, 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 so, so, but what I notice is when a demon comes out, a lot of times they scream. It's like a show. Why? Because they want to distract you. They want you to focus on all the, I don't play all that. I say, you're coming out, you could scream, you could foam, you could roll, but you're going to come out. 
And that's what happened with that whole thing with my mom. All the cops coming over, all that was all the convulsions. But the, the bottom line is that devil was coming out because the people, my, my, my mom and them were praying and praying and praying. I want to encourage you. I don't know what you're going through now, but if it's going, getting chaotic and you're praying about something and it's getting worse, listen, it's because the enemy's coming out of that situation. Don't be moved by his convulsion. Don't be moved by he's just trying to get you over into fear. No, no. You continue to press into prayer because the prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available. Come on, clap like prayer is working for you. Come on, clap like prayer is working for you. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, man, can I give you, I'm here. Can I give you one more story? No? I, I wasn't gonna say this, but this is gonna be powerful. Yeah? Si or no? Spanish. Yes, si. Yes, yes. Okay. Hi. Hey, little guy. You want to preach? That's beautiful. Look, go ahead. He's the one anointing. That's what I did when I was little. Father Abraham's song came out, and I started, Father Abraham. And the preacher said, let him come. He has a call. Look it. He was right. So... That was the cutest thing ever, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna take him home with me, come on. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, here's the story. Can I tell you it? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know, this is, whatever. I don't even try to apologize for these things because this happened to me, so this is my reality. So my sister uh, had a, uh, my, uh, our, her daughter, Hannah, which is my niece, and she's a great uh, praise and worship leader, but Hannah was born out of a C-section. So uh, she was born, Hannah was fine, but then my sister was not fine. She, she started bleeding internally. And so she went back into, the, into operation and they thought they had fixed it and then she was recovering and then they found out she was bleeding internally still. And by that time, it got really bad and she started dying. She became blue uh, in the face. She was dying, she was being kept alive on the machines. So they were gonna go in a third time, which in the same area, it's very hard on the body. So it was very dangerous. Her body could have shut down. It was, and she was already being kept alive. So, and they couldn't find out why she was bleeding internally. Now, what I'm gonna tell you next, I need you to understand this. I believe in doctors. I love doctors. We have many uh, doctors that work for me in, in, in our church. So hear me when I say this. What I saw changed my life forever when it comes to prayer. Because we had been praying around the clock for my sister. The next thing you know, I'm, dry, I'm leaving work because she's about to go into operation. I want to be there when she's in operation. So we're driving. I'm driving by myself on, on the Whittier Boulevard. And as I'm driving in Los Angeles, this is a main highway, the next thing you know, I'm no longer in my car. I'm having a vision from God. I don't know how my car drove from here like five minutes down here. I don't know other than God drove my car. I don't believe it. It doesn't matter. It happened to me. The next thing you know, it changed my life forever. I'm now no longer in my car. Now all of a sudden I'm in the hospital room with, with my sister. But God reveals to me by the discerning of spirits, obviously, and a vision what's really happening to my sister. I get there and she's on the operating table and I see around her four massive demons. These things are like Shaq on steroids 10 times. These things are massive and they're powerful and they're nasty and they're ugly. 
and there's four of them, and I could tell they're not very smart, and I knew by intuition, the Holy Spirit just revealed it. He said, they're there for protection because what I saw, they were guardians because what I saw next was on top of my sister, and that was a, like a, a ugliest, skinny, little, almost like a monkey-looking demon, and it had a medical mask, a medical hat, it had little glasses, and it was cutting her head like scissor hands and scissor feet, and it was in her stomach, and it was cutting her up. And it knew exactly what it was doing. And that, was the, that one was smart. And the four were there to protect it. And the next thing you know was changed everything. I saw come out of the ceiling the biggest, baddest angel of God you've ever seen in your life. And it was massive and it was blackened. But it wasn't blackened like, like, like it was beat up. It was blackened like it was in battle and it was winning. And it came out of the ceiling. It grabbed that thing and it cracked it, and I heard a squeal, it like died, and it took it out, and it was that quick. That's why I know, I know what the rapture is gonna be like. When Jesus comes back, it's gonna be like a blink of an eye. That's how fast the breakthrough came. Come on, somebody clap like prayer shifts the atmosphere. It was done. I got to, I, I was obviously shaken up, I got to the hospital, my mom comes out, and she's like, mijo, you're not gonna believe it. And I said, mom, she's fine. She's like, how do you know? I said. And sure enough, they went in the third time. It was a little incision that the doctor had made. They fixed it right away. She recovered, everything was fine. I believe the outcome wouldn't have been as good. How many outcomes have we had that we could have changed through the power of praying? Church, we have to develop a daily prayer life, not just corporate, but individually. We have to take on the responsibility of daily prayer for our family. Come on, somebody, to put the hedge up so when Satan comes like he came after Job, you know what the devil said about Job? He said, I can't touch him because you put a hedge around his family, around his business. Somebody shout like our prayer puts up a hedge of protection. If my people who are called by my name, would humble themselves. What I noticed in our church, people that have problems, the first thing I wanna know is, are you tithing? Most of them aren't. They got an open door there. And then I say, secondly, do you have a daily prayer life? Most of them don't. Because if you fix that, the tithing thing, and you fix the prayer thing, you shut the door on that devil, and he doesn't have as much access to you. Come on, if you don't get anything else I just said, get a hold of what I just said. I'm telling you, if you tithe and you pray, you're gonna shut the door on that enemy. Give God a shout like there's victory in our prayer. I gotta hurry up now. You getting anything out of this? Come on, give God a praise, audacious, like you're getting something out of this today. Because of time, I don't have time to go through all of it, but we have to not only pray, but the Bible also says we have to seek his face. How many know God is looking for a generation who will seek the face of God? I'm gonna encourage the young people in this place. You know, if you're young, go after God. Go after that first love. You have the opportunity in your life to go after God. I tell our young people, especially when they first get saved, I say, don't start dating right away. Get a, go to college, get your education, and go after God. Develop your first love, because that's, that's the foundation for the rest of your life. 
If you get a hold of God now, if you ever go astray, if you ever lose your first love, God can remind you what he did when you were young and you can go back to where you were. Come on, clap like you're gonna start a legacy of seeking the face of God, young people. Don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get caught up in the world. Don't get caught up in the glamour. God is looking for a generation like Jacob to seek the face of God. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. How many know we got to turn from some wicked ways? This is the step before healing and restoration. The Bible says since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses, that means people have died and gone on, and they're in heaven now. My grandma Kuka will be there. My grandpa Goyle, they, uh, Paul the apostle, Peter is there. They're, the Bible says that they're witnesses. They're looking down at us from heaven. It says because you understand this, that you're not living just for now, but you're living for eternal purposes. That's a huge thing, church, because so many times we live in the now and now, but this life is a vapor. This life is here today and it's gone tomorrow. I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I can remember graduating high school. Come on. It's like, what happened? And that's why it's true what we do on earth echoes in eternity. How many know we don't want to just live for this life, but we also want to live for the life to come? Come on, clap, audacious, like we're going to live with eternal value, an eternal purpose, and heaven's agenda. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Come on, Jesus. Coming to Europe, that's not easy, all this bread. You guys got some good bread. Say amen. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. How many know we gotta let go of some wicked ways? Some wicked ways like offense, wicked ways of greed, lust, sin tendency, wicked ways of fear and the, uh, an evil heart of unbelief. These are some ways that we have to repent of to renounce, to walk away from. Areas that maybe have been in your life for many years, those are the things you say, God, I need your grace to conquer these things. Come on, say amen to that. You know, and these are some of the things that so easily trip us up. Why? Because the enemy knows God has a race for you. He doesn't want you to finish strong. He wants you to knock you off course. He wants you to get distracted. He wants, you to, he wants to sideline you. But the devil is a liar. He's not gonna sideline you. He's not gonna knock you off course. We're gonna walk away from wicked ways and we're gonna finish the race that God has set before us. Maybe you failed. Maybe you've made some mistakes. I'm gonna encourage you. Do what Paul did. I'm forgetting what's behind me and I'm reaching forward to what's ahead. I press toward the prize for the mark of the high call of God upon my life. Don't let the enemy condemn you. You gotta get up and you gotta go forward because God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has an agenda to heal our land. Say amen, somebody. Glory to God. Say glory to God. How many are going to humble yourselves before the Lord? And here's a powerful statement. I got to, this keeps ringing in my spirit. Develop a daily prayer life. Listen, leaders, you can't do prayer. Mom, dad, business owner, you can't do life without prayer. Prayer is your oxygen. Prayer is your water. Prayer is your food. Prayer is dependency upon God. Prayer, seeking his face, turning from our ways. This is all dependency on God. This is say, God, we need you. God, we need you to come through. God, we're dependent. How many know we don't want to be an arrogant people? We want to be a dependent people. We don't want to be a prideful people. We want to be a dependent people. Somebody ought to clap like we are a people dependent on Almighty God. I'm like Moses, God, if you don't go, don't send me. 
Glory to God. Say it with me. God. Tell your neighbor, God gives favor to the humble. That's the wrong neighbor, but because you love them, turn to them again and say, neighbor, if you humble yourself, then you need to get ready. You need to get ready. You need to get, 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 get ready for the super natural grace and favor of God to hit your life like never before. Somebody clap like favor is coming on your life. Somebody clap like favor is resting heavy on you. For the Bible said God opposes the proud, but he gives favor to the humble. Now, you're, you're, you're up. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it how we do it in LA. Ready? Ready? We say it this way. Ready? We say favor. So you guys have that footy match on you. Come on, somebody. What's on your life? What's on your life? What is on your life? Give God a praise like favor is on your life. Come on, how many believe in the supernatural favor of God? God opposes, God opposes, God opposes the proud, but God gives, God gives, God gives favor to the humble. He said, you will arise and have compassion on Zion for the time to show favor her. Yes, the set time has come. I've come with an announcement like Luke 4.18. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He anointed me, goes on to say, to heal the broken, to set the captive free, to preach deliverance to the poor. But the key at the end of it, he says, I'm anointed to declare it's time for the Lord's favor. You cannot humble yourselves and God not pour out favor from heaven. How many thank God that there is something called the favor of Almighty God? That's what happened to Mary. God said, I'm gonna give you something unearned, unexpected. Mary, you found favor with God. How many believe today God wants to pour out the spirit of grace and favor upon your families, upon your company, upon your marriage, upon your church, upon your city? How many believe in the supernatural? Come on, I'm preaching good today. Give God a praise. I feel a release coming. Hey, watch. Watch, watch, watch. Favor, favor, favor causes increased assets, especially in the area of real estate. Favor produces great victories in the middle of great impossibilities. Favor causes recognition when you seem least likely to get it. Favor causes policies, rules, regulations, and laws to be changed to your advantage. Come on, somebody, clap like you got favor on your life. This just happened to us. Favor, watch me, come on, Fa come on, clap, clap, clap. Favor, favor, say favor. Favor opens doors that no man can shut. Come on, favor brings increase, promotion, and acceleration. Come on, clap. Favor brings, favor brings restoration of everything the enemy has stolen. Give God praise like favor is on your life. Stand on your feet, please. Please stand. craziest season we just came out of for me I think it was 18 years let me read this and then let me, let me say this 
it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are gonna happen so fast for you, your head is gonna swim. One thing fast on the heels of another thing. You won't even be able to keep up with it all. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the heels. Here it is, because I'm gonna make everything right again for my people. I'm gonna make everything right again for my people. How many believe we all had a global pandemic and for two years the enemy robbed us? But I'm here to announce everything the devil stole in that pandemic, God is gonna give it back, but it's gonna come back good measure. It's coming, come on. It's gonna come back good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Clap like a season of acceleration and restoration is your portion. We have all received. That's the key, you have to receive it. You all receive grace upon grace. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. Tell your neighbor you have to receive. Wrong neighbor, but tell him again. Tell him you have to receive. Tell him you have to receive. Favor upon favor upon favor upon favor it literally means favor stacked on favor how many believe God's gonna come on clap like you have faith today but the scripture is clear you have to decide and you have to decree a thing and it will be established for you and the light of God's favor will shine on your ways it's not up to God God already made up his mind. If you humble yourselves and pray, you seek my face, you turn from your wicked way, then I'm gonna pour out favor. But you gotta believe it, you gotta receive it, and you gotta decree it. Come on, clap like you believe it, clap like you take it, and clap like you decree it. Come on, shout, favor is on your life. Come on, what's on your life? What's on your life? Say favor! Scripture says in Isaiah 42 2, this is a people plundered and looted. Reminds me of COVID 19 when they locked everything down. All of them are trapped in homes and hidden like prisoners. They have become plunder and nobody says restore and nobody says re rescue and nobody says restore. But how many thank God we had a church, no matter what it looked like, we had a pastor that said, no matter what it feels like, we know God is going to restore once again. And how many know God has restored and he's gonna to continue to restore? And I believe we're coming into a season. No, we are in a season of supernatural favor, supernatural acceleration. Come on, take it. Come on, take it, day. You gotta take it. You gotta take it. You gotta take Somebody lift your hands and give God the glory. Somebody lift your hands and give God the glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For 18 years as a ministry, I couldn't buy property. Like here, it's super expensive in LA. And it's rare, everything's landlocked. And I said, God, we need a building. And all of a sudden, God's like, we went into lockdown, it was a tough season. But God's like, supernatural favor, Simon. 
I'm going to bring acceleration. Next thing you know, we, 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 we were able to buy a, a, a two houses to house 40 young ladies, and they're being prepared for ministry full-time, young people. Then God blessed us with another property, and that was uh, a crazy property. That was five, it was four houses on a lot, plus another house, millions of dollars. And I said, God, I want to bring recovery, people that are on drugs, because then the mental health issue became crazy in our city. People went from crazy to crazy. Come on now. And I said, Lord, we want to house them, and we want to pay for it all. We want to, and God bless us with that whole lot right there in L.A., that whole acre. It's all those, all those houses are ours. Come on, somebody. And then just we're closing right now on another property, a brand new apartment. It's going to allow us to hold about 50 to 60 young men, full-time Bible college, being prepared for the ministry that God has to launch campuses all over the United States and all over the world. And we just were closing right now, I think almost 2.5 million. We just bought it. And then God opened the massive door. He gave us a $30 million building plus a $20 million parking structure, $50 million building. Come on, somebody. The oldest building in our city. It's historic. Come on. And people are scratching their heads right now trying, what is happening in LA? What is happening? And all I can say, it's the supernatural fit. Come on, what's on your life? What's on your life? Favor restoring, favor healing, favor and miracles breaking out. I feel something about to shift. I need you to give God a shout of victory. There's a breakthrough anointing right now. Say favor. Wow. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to give God praise like you feel it. Come on, go ahead. Just give Him glory. Come on. Come on, just give them honor. Come on, thank them that the, you believe that favor. Come on, that favor is restoring everything the enemy stole. Supernatural favor. And I felt this on me. I felt this. So audacious. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For audacious, you shall expand to the right and the left. And your descendants, your children's children, will inherit the nations. This building project you're about to go into, it's not just about you, but it's about the generations that are coming behind you. God is, come on, I'm prophesying right now. God is raising out of this house a revival center. And out of this house, churches will be planted. Churches will be affected, not only in Europe, but all over the world. Somebody clap like God has given you favor. Wow. You're going to make the, the desolated cities, the broken cities inhabited. This is, this, was, this is what was sitting on me since yesterday. I don't know who this is for, but we're going to renounce something and then we're going to pray. Do not fear. 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 You will not be ashamed. 
Don't be afraid. I am with you. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. We don't have a limited fear-based mentality. We carry a favor. All things are possible with God mentality. Lift your hands. Come on, everybody, and say, Father, I renounce. Come on, I renounce the spirit of fear. I decree and declare that favor is opening doors right now. Favor is healing my land right now. Supernatural favor from God. Now give God a shout of praise. Let's worship the Lord. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com.